This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and we're back uh, over Skype in different cities. Yeah, um, yeah, using old equipment. <laughs> I know you, you're devastated too because I've not moved on from the Zoom. So for me, it's the same equipment yeah. still. But the fact that you have moved into the uh, the Rodecaster Pro, it, it's it's you yeah. feel like you're slumming it going back to the Zoom over Skype, don't you? I've been sitting in first class for the last two months, and now I'm back in economy. I'm sitting next to two ginormous people who are taking up my table tray area and the toilet is right next to my head and people keep walking past and bumping me with their elbow. The headphones are no good. They're like, they fall apart yeah. as you're trying to use them. You can't get the plug in. Your TV's not working properly. You've been living the good life. No choice when they bring the, the menu options around. All the good food's gone because I'm right at the back. Yeah, you have to pay for beer and wine. It's a, it's a nightmare the world that you've come back to charlie well it's also weird too because we've really had that kind of been in the same room kind of chemistry we just did some ad reads before we started recording the show and i'd forgotten how just this kind of thing i mean when you're sort of relying on timing and chemistry and all that kind of stuff it really is it sort of just takes a bit of the wind out of your sails it's just like you talk no, i'll talk I'll stop. okay sorry and then we i forgot we used to do hand signals and all that kind of stuff well, you know, the thing is, when we're in the same room, like little moments of encouragement, this is what we noticed in the ad reads was like, when you would be saying something and I would just like say a word or two to just encourage, we're instead uh, complete full stops because you thought that I yes. had something to say, so you'd stop talking. And I was like, I've got to stop encouraging him. It is not helping in any way. Well, I think we got so used to doing, I mean, over the, the, the journey, we've gotten so used to doing it remotely down the line. I think it's like any kind of muscle. I guess it's like if you... You know, just say you're a, a mixed martial arts fighter, yeah. but then you, you know, you specify boxing and you just do do boxing and then you have to go back to mixed martial arts. It's like, oh, hang on. How do I do all those things again? I sort of just was very specialized at doing one thing. We got very good at being in the same room, but now we have to, you know, take in all this other stuff as well, like Skype and 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 not being able to read and the <laughs> fact that uh, using my internet at home is nowhere near as effective as just me hotspotting my computer off my telephone apparently so i've changed is over to still, do that is that still your internet's still not working well it doesn't seem seem to work out the back in the office here which is you know the place where i do most of my work so that's that's kind of inconvenient works in the like in the house so i can we can watch tv and stuff i mean do you, will there be some kind of coronial inquest into this whole like i know they did a big investigation on the nbn mm. and how it was shut down but this is a huge disaster like i don't even really run a business uh from home but well, i was you couldn't the internet not with the internet we have in australia <laughs> no the only thing i have to do with those upload videos from this show which are quite large files and there was 
one week where I had no no apparent explanation. I called my service provider and they were just like, oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you know. And six days go by with no contact. Mm. I would keep having to chase them up. Well, they were trying to like, contact you, but was... they couldn't get through on the internet. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but look, if that's your livelihood, if you're running some multi-million dollar business where you are uploading gigantic files on a daily basis, like, you know, for instance, if you work in post-production, Australia has some really big post-production houses that do special effects for big Hollywood movies. I imagine, well, if they got their own separate pipeline, because they couldn't possibly be doing the work they need to do relying on the government NBN. Yeah, but Charlie, you're talking about very discreet industries that use the internet. I mean, what are these industries of the future that you're talking about that might involve people using the internet? I mean, these are futuristic <laughs> Elon Musk-style businesses that you must be talking about where people might, on a daily basis, need to use the internet. Well, it's, it, it really made me realise how reliant i've become on it because i really couldn't function i tried to get through a day without it but there's just too much stuff i need to do that requires being online well so much of the infrastructure of our lives is now hooked into the internet like they've sold us this dream of like you know everything's an app do all your banking and pay all your bills online all your tv comes through your internet connection now you don't really watch old school tv anymore you've got all these new streaming services and apps and yeah the minute the internet goes down you're like oh yeah no i can't do anything it's like it's like how am i going to get from one place to another i don't have a map anymore we all threw out our maps no one has a melways or a sidways we're like you know we're using our phone can you remember like when back in the days of street directories, like you would memorize how many turns it was after you crossed a major road, you'd be like, okay, so it's the fourth turn on the left and you would actually map out where you'd need to turn. You'd maybe occasionally check the street directory, but in my mind, maybe I'm rose colored glasses that I would literally study that map and memorize. I would look at all the major arterials and roads I was passing and remember which turns I had to take once I crossed those certain landmarks. That's what we used to do, right? Yeah, I loved when, I think it was when Google Maps first came along or Google Directions first came along where you would actually do a printout in front of your computer and it would tell you like drive for a <laughs> kilometre and then you like turn yeah, left turn on left. the street and it was like That's a series right. of instructions each more complicated That's than right. the last but that felt like the future. You take this printout yes. of the instructions and that's how you would get from one place to another. Oh my God, I forgot about that. You're right. I remember a friend showing me yeah. that, that this map would tell you specifically when at, you know, 330 meters after this intersection, you turn left. I'm like, wow, like they've measured it technology out. Technology exactly will never get better than this and it will never need to. This is the peak of human existence. I remember when I first landed in LA in 2007 and I was picked up a rental car from LAX and they were like, do you want a GPS? And I was like, no, no, no. I've bought this map. I'll be fine. <laughs> and I pulled out onto one of the freeways, like one of those monster eight-lane freeways. And it, I've, I don't think I've ever cried driving a car before, but I was like jammed in the middle of all this traffic, just like flying down a highway. No, am I heading north? Am I heading south? How do I get off this fucking thing? Turned straight around, went back to the airport. Give me a GPS. I remember, because I was there in, it would have been 2004. So Amy and I went to Coachella in 2004 to see uh, Radiohead play and the Pixies and um, the Cure and Beck. It was such such a good year at that festival. And it was back before Coachella was what Coachella is now, you know, this two-weekend sold-out, you know, Instagrammer festival. It was still not sold out and it was like 
one weekend and it was, you know, you could just wander. We thought it was the greatest thing that we'd ever been to in our lives, you know. And mm. I just remember flying over to LA and, you know, you have a few drinks on the plane and that sort of thing because, you know, you're flying internationally. And then you just roll out at the airport and you roll into a rental car place and just somebody just gives you some keys in a country where they like drive on the other side of the road, like in a map back then. This is pre-GPS, you know. So they give you a map, yeah. a car, because I have a license in another country. They're like, yeah, that'll do. Uh, that'll, that's fine. Hey, hey, person who hasn't really slept very well, who's probably been drinking on the flight and is definitely <laughs> in a country where they drive on the other side of the road. Um, good luck. That, that's all we need from you. That's fine. You got a credit card and a license. We'll give you a crack at it. And I remember, so we drove, I think, straight down to the desert. So we went down um, there and then we maybe we drove to Vegas and then we came back to LA. And I remember when we mm. drove back into LA, very similar to your experience, us trying to use a roadmap to find out which turn and then getting stuck on one of those like freeways, unlike anything Monster that freeways. we ever have experienced in Australia. There just isn't a place yeah. in Australia where the driving conditions are like that in any way. And I think yeah. I was a bit like you. I don't know if I cried, but in my memory of this, <laughs> I cried. If I didn't cry, yeah. it was only because I was holding it together inside my head going, don't cry, because it was terrifying. I think, I mean, not being a surfer at all, I can only imagine it's like being a big wave surfer. You know, like I imagine that feeling because you just merge onto this gigantic kind of moving beast and, you're mo and you've got no choice but to sort of go with the momentum of that traffic, but you have no idea when this journey is going to end or how it's going to end. No. You're just like in this huge mess of traffic. It, you're, you're half right. It's like being a regular surfer who's accidentally entered a big wave surfing competition. Yeah. Like you can surf, like in normal conditions, you're actually quite a good surfer, but you've accidentally got yourself into some trouble that you were not prepared for in any way. Yeah, you're like a you're like one of those 1950s kind of gimmick surfers, you know, who would who would hang ten on his board and like wave for the cameras and stuff. And now suddenly you're in like what's that giant place in Indonesia, the one that they call it like the death hole or something? <laughs> yes, you're in the death hole. Ways. You're a yeah. hang ten surfer in the death hole. Yeah. <laughs> now we need to have a um a TOEFOP uh, business meeting on air because oh. I figured maybe this is something we can throw out to the listeners. Yeah, okay. If they want to give us some feedback on social media, but um, uh, I did some catching up uh, last week on all the sticker packs that I hadn't sent out and the uh, TOEFOP 100 books for all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you want to win a sticker pack, you subscribe to our Patreon and you send us a question. And if we read it out on air and we deem it good enough, we send you a sticker pack. Um, if you subscribe for $20 a month on our Patreon page, you'll get a TOEFOP 100 book, which is a, a transcription of the, uh, the, our 100 show we did where we had a, um, a stenographer come and transcribe the show. Still have those books available. Um, so I did a big mail out of all those things, but then I realized we're running low on both so we're almost out of tofop 100 books and we're almost out of tofop sticker packs so my question to you my our business meeting that we're having on air that we can throw out to the listeners is do we re-up on these prizes or do we come up with some completely new prizes well what what would you like i was thinking about this the other day because i was uh, what I like about the Little Dum Dum Club is that they have always had pretty good merchandise, I reckon, in that, like, you know, they have a few slogans and stuff. Like, I've got a I'm Aware of the Little Dum Dum Club hoodie, and they've got, like, you know, caps that say Aware on them. And it's, like, a nice little, you know, 
in joke for the podcast and that, you know, you can sort of wear out in public. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's not like the merchandise that screams, this is merchandise. It could just be something that yeah. you were wearing anyway. And I was thinking about this the other day yeah. thinking, would, would it be good if our podcast had that sort of stuff? The only problem is it's, it's a lot of trouble, that stuff. Like you really mm. like, you know, it, it. Someone has to do yeah, it. Yeah, someone has to do it, and that's not our strength. Well, my, I mean, but Foz does that. We, I think, we're just terrible at promoting it. Like, if you go to Foz's Redbubble page, there's heaps of great stuff. Like, he's got the new, the Christian Bale "Good for You" T-shirt print up there. He's got two guys, one cup stuff up there. He's got philosophy stuff up there. Fofop, like, there's plenty of stuff. We just are not very good at promoting our stuff. I mean, I was thinking actually, the Onion. Um, are releasing merch now where they have like some of their best headlines and stuff on t-shirts. So maybe we could have a Tofop t-shirt that is Tofop Australia's number one medical podcast and on the back there's an asterisk saying actually number one with medical professionals. <laughs> I mean, that's a good t-shirt, right? That's, that's an in-joke, isn't it? t-shirt. I, I would be into that. Yeah. I would wear a t-shirt that said that. I mean, I I, well, maybe. I wonder if we've ever, like, we've missed out on the most obvious thing that our merchandise should say, which is everyone relax. relax. Because I think that yeah. everyone relax is just something that you could wear on a hat or you could wear on a t-shirt and people would be like, yeah, everyone should relax. Like, we'd be putting, you yeah. know, a little bit of, it would probably be bought by people, our everyone relax merchandise, who had never listened to the podcast. They just like the idea that everyone should relax. Yeah, it could be a bit like uh, that street art, you know, that Obey, the Andre Obey face. Yeah. <laughs> we could just, why don't we get a Banksy type street artist to just start tagging everyone relax all over the city? Well, could James design like a stencil style thing that, you know, so oh, that, that's a good that idea. says everyone a relax. Banksy style. Yeah. And then people could print out their own stencils yes. wherever they were. And then you could actually. Yeah, start popping up all over the place, these little sort of everyone relax, you know, messages. There's a sort of viral marketing campaign almost. So we contribute to the vandalism in cities across Australia. Our new is business plan is vandalism. <laughs> what we're saying is, if you're a listener to this podcast who likes to listen while you train surf and graffito, then we have a proposal for you. <laughs> That's your off-band graffiti. Your Honour, it technically wasn't graffiti. It was graffito. It's graffito. Copyright TOEFL. He's a graffito artist. It's spelt with a PH. Well, on that topic, mm. I was just perusing the Tea Room, which is our, uh, if you're a TOEFL fan, our tea bagger, um, uh, what would you call it? A listener page, fan group, fan page on Instagram, on, on Facebook. And someone asked the question, what are your favorite, what's your favorite all-time TOEFOP quote? Do you want to go through these? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Okay. These, these could be great ideas for slogans that we could put on things. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, JD, um, who is one of the admins. Thank you, JD. I yep. mean, I know we don't really sort of uh, credit you guys. This is kind of your thing. The tea room is your thing. We... As we've discussed on this show, Will doesn't go there at all. I float in anonymously and just check out what people are talking about. Occasionally, I see fights break out and I just try and stay out of it. <laughs> but more often than not, people seem to be quite civil with each other. Um, but JD uh, Now, is this JD Denholm? Yes. Okay. So JD's been a, um, you know, a regular listener and contributor to this podcast for a long time. So uh, good on him. Is it so it's JD Denholm? I would have said Denim, but Denholm. Oh, how is it spelled? Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm... Um, 
No, you're right. D e n h o l m. Denom. 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 I'm just thinking the H is silent. Denom. JD Denom. 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 Oh, I don't know. I can't yeah. pronounce words today. That's clear. Anyway, That's clear. JD. Today or any day. Okay. So this is the, what is your all-time uh, favorite Tofop quote? Um, Shane uh, responded, fuck off, it's a free podcast. And that got 27 likes. Yes. Now, fuck off, it's a free podcast has been on uh, some merchandising. But again, everyone relax. And fuck off, it's a free podcast. I mean, they're two kind of different different approaches. <laughs> one's, yeah. one's a bit arms open <laughs> and everything's fine. And one's a bit arms folded and a little more defensive. But um, I, I like, you know, that you've got your, your options. If you're the sort of listener who's like, no, 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 everyone relax. That's the attitude that I have to TOEFOP. And some people are like, no, 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 my attitude is fuck off, it's a free podcast. Yeah, I mean, we could have both. Mm. It's, a, it's like a salt and, it's like salt and pepper. Yeah. It's like sugar and spice. It's like... I don't know. Just name another uh, two women that Prince. <laughs> was it Prince? No, that was uh, Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl. Sugar there you and go. Spice. Right. That was, it was George, George Michael had, had Sugar and Spice. Is that right? Remember George Michael had those two backup singers when he was in Wham? Mm. Are they called Sugar and Spice? I don't know. Cinnamon and Sugar. Might be time anyway. for some Googling, I would have thought. Michael, can you Google the backup singers from Wham, the two girls? I think George Michael was dating one of them at the time when Wham were big. Mm. Hmm. Mm. That was a relationship that was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> uh, v suggests uh, her favorite quote is the everyone read facts sting. Uh, Jack follows up that comment saying that he could listen to a remix of that for hours. Okay. So again, so if we had some everyone relaxed merchandise alongside some fuck off it's a free podcast merchandise and then as yeah. a spin-off for everyone relax we could have everyone read facts like kind of in the same sort of style but just as a yeah, development yeah. Yes. of the idea yeah and you could have like you know one of those 1950s style cartoons of like a businessman standing at his fax machine smoking a pipe everyone yeah. read facts you know what i mean um okay uh, so ScoMo, the Prime Minister of the Australia, Prime Minister of Australia Scott Morrison. commented on, yeah, he's Everywhere. a member of the Tea Room. Uh, the right to swing your fist ends at my face. Not, not my quote though. Like I mean, I might have said that, oh, isn't but it? it's, not, it's oh, you know, I've stolen that from somebody else at some stage. Who, who'd you steal it from? Um, it's like a old. Oh, I'm gonna have to Google that as well. The right. It'd be great if it was like if it was someone like Hitler. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Um, Richard Grieco (laughs) uh, Okay, here we go Your liberty to swing um, It is, I believe Here we go Um, Oh, okay There are are a few different um, uh, Opinions On who it is That um, uh, Okay Um, All right why are you looking that up? Mike Hall has just mm. discovered the backup singers for George Michael were Pepsi and Shirley. So, completely off the mark with that one. Hang on, and what I think were their names? Da- can you, Mike Hall, can you, Pepsi and Shirley. Pepsi? Yeah, okay. like the drink and okay. Shirley as in. So, if George Michael was like, can you get my girlfriend Shirley and she wasn't around, they go, is Pepsi okay? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, can you see which one of them George dated? I'm pretty sure he dated one of them. Or maybe Andrew Ridgely dated. I mean, more likely Andrew Ridgely dated one of them. But maybe they both dated him. I'm not sure. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Eamon suggests his favorite quote is the father, the bun and the holy toast. It's an oldie, oldie bit of goodie. That's not bad either though. I reckon that definitely could be a good merchandising t-shirt thing. Uh, your liberty to swing your fist ends just where my nose begins. Um, so there are three different versions of this quote. The right to swing my fist oh. ends where the other man's nose begins. The right to swing my arms in any direction ends where your nose begins. My right to swing my fist ends where your nose begins. And they are credited to Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., John Stuart Mill, and Abraham Lincoln. But there is some debate over actually who 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 said it first. So, but technically, does your nose begin at the tip or does it begin at the nostrils near your face? Like, if I'm swinging my fist at your face, mm. can I stop it? Like, if, if your nose begins at your where your nostrils mm. meet your face, can I hit your tip, the tip of your nose? No, because that's not the, the point being that your nose is the thing that protrudes the most from your body. Although technically, I guess if you were naked, wow. it wouldn't be. So yeah, and aroused. Much more, much more toe-fop version of that quote is the right to so swing your fist at the end of your dick. <laughs> your right to swing your fist ends at my erect penis. <laughs> toe-fop. <laughs> what I love about that is what what events led up to that moment where one man was naked and aroused and the other one was swinging his fist at him. Well, I just think it's a man who didn't expect a guy to be naked and aroused. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you were suddenly confronted by a man who was naked aroused and you weren't expecting that, it would be a natural reaction to start swinging your fist. Okay, but do you think that man has a right to swing his fist at that person who's naked and aroused? Or does his right to swing his fist end at that man's aroused penis? Oh, so because the guy is naked and aroused, he has forfeited his right to not be punched in the erect cock. Is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on the circumstances, yeah. though. Uh. I mean, if the naked and aroused guy genuinely thought that it, there was something going on there, like it could have just been a miscommunication. I don't. It's not. It's like that that gay panic kind of thing. That's no defence. Well, it is a defence. It shouldn't be a defence. But in a lot of uh, legal cases uh, previously, gay panic has been a legal defence. It shouldn't be. It's a terrible thing but no i'm just saying more i wasn't saying in a their dating sort of way or like or right. some sort of you know sexual assault sort of so way. you just woke up it's the middle of the night there is a naked aroused stranger in your bedroom yeah. is it within yeah. your rights to start wildly swinging yeah. your fists even if they might hit them on the end of their erect knob yes i believe it is take that john stuart mills <laughs> Uh, Melanie suggests her favourite quote is, it's just a comedy conversation between two old mates, which is a, a Mike Hall original. Um, here's what I will say about that. That, to me, is actually what TOEFOP is, and we know it, but it's just so hard for us to... Accept. Accept, <laughs> exactly. That's like... The day that we just accept that, resign sigh, it should say underneath. Resign sigh, it's just a comedy conversation between two friends. Well, it's funny. Um, we're working with uh, our other producer, Sam, at the moment on some stuff. And 
uh, Sam has been sort of uh, compiling the TOEFOP network and sort of, you know, boiling each show down to what it is. And I did get a little bit of offence when he summed up TOEFOP and he said, it's basically a comedy geek-influenced podcast. <laughs> it's like, that sounds terrible. I mean, it, but it is. I mean... We are geek-influenced. Yeah. Kind of comedy and kind of geek-influenced. It's a, it's everything. That's yeah. the problem with it. Some Some weeks we're... You know, getting quite emotional about, you know, dearly departed pets. And, Dead pets. You know, you're sharing the idea of what it's like to be, you know, there with the, you know, creation of life, you know, and the birth of your child. And we're sharing these sort of moments. And then sometimes we're spending an hour and a half talking about Avengers Endgame. It is, I was <laughs> doing an interview for like the decade in podcasting, basically. And they were interviewing me about that. And I was, they were asking me, the guy hadn't listened to TOEFOP and he was asking me what TOEFOP was. Yeah, you know, what was it about? And I said to him, I said, well, this is how long we've been doing the podcast is that we're from a time where it was just enough to have a podcast. It didn't have to be mm. about anything. The very fact that it existed and sometimes came out recorded with us talking into the microphones was in of itself a miracle enough that people would listen. Like now podcasts definitely have to be about something. You know, you have to have a reason mm. to have a podcast. Our reason was having a podcast. What would you say... Like, so Joe Rogan's show is the number one podcast in the world. And what would you say that is? It's a... Long form interview. Um, uh, it's a, yeah. Well, it's a, um, what is it? It's like, it's kind of, I mean, weirdly enough, it feels to me like it's a self-help podcast almost, the Joe Rogan show. It's an alternative worldview podcast is what I would say. Because a lot of what he talks about is, that you know... His specific interests his, in yeah. conspiracies, his philosophies, and weed, and his look at the world. You know, his his desire to hunt elk and only eat elk. His his <laughs> desire to take ayahuasca and you know, but go it to is, MMA but it fights. is, but it's, but it's. Well, I mean, I guess the thing is, like, he does a number of shows a week, but they're generally it's guest driven, right? Yes. So he'll get you know, some comedian on or some conspiracy theorist or whatever, and then just have a long, or if he's chat. really so lucky, interview. just a comedian who's into conspiracy theories, yeah. <laughs> which, so you'd say it's a long form interview show, but it is also something that is very specific, that is built around him. Like clearly the stuff that he's interested in martial arts, hunting, conspiracy theories, psychedelics, all that kind of stuff. So in a lot of ways, it's hard that's a hard show to describe because it's not like he doesn't do sort of like celebrity interviews where they promote a book or whatever. Like he'll get someone on and they may not even talk about the book or the film or whatever it is they're promoting. They'll just go on these long kind of tangents. So what I'm trying to say is we are as good as the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. We're very specific about our interests. Yeah. Which tend to be about. We're like the Joe um, Rogan show. If Joe Rogan interviewed the same person every week, every episode. <laughs> Interviewed himself every episode. <laughs> uh, Mike Hal's come back with some more information about Shirley, backup singer of Wham. Okay. So she's currently married to Martin Kemp of Spando Ballet. Okay. She brought George along on their first date, and she used to date Andrew Ridgely prior to Wham existing. Oh, okay. I knew there was something to that. All right. And Andrew Ridgely married one of the girls from Banana Rama, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. And he may have yeah, owned a right. surf shop in Torquay at some stage. In Torquay, Victoria? No, I don't believe so. I believe Torquay, oh, there's another Torquay, maybe UK. in UK somewhere. I mean, Andrew Ridgely, 
he just is he one of the luckiest men in music history? Him or Ringo Starr, right? <laughs> like literally just got attached to an, just a, a rocket ship and was like, if I just keep my head down, just do the bare minimum, collect a check, don't aim too high. Like he didn't he didn't sort of get above his station. He just said, Let me just I'll just ride the coattails, cash my checks, and when it's all over, I'll go open a bloody surf shop in Torquay. Smart. Well, well, you know what the thing is with he did have a solo album, Shake. I, I, um, well, Shake was the single. Mike, how can you bring up a link to Andrew Ridgely's solo album? I feel like we need to do a deep dive on this. Yeah, so I believe the the single of it was, it was called? called Shake. I can't remember what the album was called, but the single was called Shake. Uh, I'm gonna shake you, whip you up a frenzy in my heart. Um, I do remember that a little bit. I, I, I like Andrew. Shakey sounds like a domestic a domestic violence song. Oh well, I don't think it was. I hope that we don't look back on the lyrics of "Shake" by Andrew Ridgely and uh, um, discover that it was a domestic violence song. Okay, so the album that was the yeah. single "Shake," but the yes. album was called "Son of Albert," which is <laughs> seems like the worst name for an album, don't you reckon? Uh, Son of Albert. Okay, I've Googled the lyrics of Shake by Andrew Ridgely. Okay. I'm, I'm going to shake you, whip you up a frenzy in your heart. I'm going to break you, make you wish you'd love me from the start. Oh, I mean, this is actually... Yeah, it does it sound does, a bit problematic. It has started really, really darkly, I've got to be honest with you. Like a ragdoll baby, I'm going to play you, shock you, lady, no. then I'm going to shake you. Baby girl... Oh my baby! I hope this isn't actually to his baby. This isn't a song about how the fact that he wants to shake his baby is it? Because this is Andrew originally had to quit music because he wrote a song about shaking your baby. Um, baby girl, oh my baby girl, till you want me like I want you. So in this, so far, it feels like he's going to shake someone until they love him, which is not a good approach to getting someone no, to love. No, not you. recommended. No. Um, okay. Till you love me like I love you, I'm going to shake you. Rain down kisses on your pretty head, I'm going to take you. <sighs> Again, I don't really love the lyrics of this song so far, Andrew Ridgely. Uh, leave you lying mm. naked on my bed. Going to chase you, baby. Then I'm going to catch you. Race you, lady, till your heart attacks you. <laughs> Again. Wow. I don't know about this. You sweet thing. Yeah, sweet thing. Till you love me like I love you. Till you love me like I love you. Shake it. Listen up, baby. Shake it. Hold tight, lady. Shake it. I can't take a maybe. Shake it. Gonna get crazy. Shake it. Tears will be a tumbling. Shake it. Words will be a fumbling. Shake it. Pushing and a shoving. Again, Andrew, I'm not into this song. Shake it. Loving is a tough thing. I'm going to shake you, whip you up a frenzy mm. in your heart. I'm going to break you, make you wish you'd love me from the start. You know what? I'm not really into this, Andrew. Originally, <laughs> I do not if, like. If you took the, if you took these lyrics and gave them to like, uh, um, um, Marilyn Manson, right? Like a really dark kind of like you know grinding industrial guitar sound to it and stuff. It'd be a real goth rock kind right. of like murder ballad. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I didn't really, like, Reznor, realize that Andrew originally wrote an album of murder ballads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The wow. album was released in 1990. It was a sharp turn away from his former pop image of Wham. Mm. Focusing more on guitars and drums, the critical reaction to Ridgely's attempt at a solo record was mixed. After a rather unimpressive sales from Son of Albert, Ridgely gradually quit playing music professionally. Mm. 
His two singles, A Red Dress and Shake, were released in 1990 with little success, with the exception of Australia, in which Shake was a top 20 hit. Uh, <laughs> of see? course. That's how I know We it. are the world's toilet. <laughs> okay. If your single doesn't work anywhere else in the world, bring it to Australia. It'll go number one. Okay. I'm going to look up the lyrics to Red Dress just to make sure, see if there's a pattern here in uh, what he says. Here she comes walking down the street. Can you see those oh. hips <laughs> swinging to the beat? Oh, love, she's all curves and thrusts, smooth thighs, brown eyes, silk and lust. Come a little closer. Come on over here. Girl, I got to hold you. Don't you disappear. Again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going to read the rest. Andrew, I don't like the direction you've gone with your songs. They don't feel very consensual or loving at all. They feel a little creepy and stalkery, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, though, when you go back and look at any of those kind of older pop songs. Like, I often, because my daughter's named Iona, I often sing her My Sharona, but swap out Sharona for Iona. And then I really started listening to the lyrics, which is, all my little pretty one, my pretty one, when you're going to give me some time, Sharona, ooh, you make my rotor, my motor run, my motor run, got it coming off the line, Sharona, never going to stop, give it up, such a dirty mind, always get it up for a touch of the younger kind. Oh. <laughs> it's like, holy oh. shit, <laughs> what is this? Oh. This is from Reality Bites, they're all dancing in the 7-Eleven, it was all cute and funny. Oh. I didn't realize it was about that. Can't listen to any music anymore. <laughs> um, all right, Bill says his favorite quote is "world's worst lawyer." And someone commented under that, "Bill, I'm looking at your profile picture, and I'm hoping that you are a lawyer." <laughs> uh, Rodney uh, says his favorite quote is us talking about the black eyed peas, where we said the less they do, the more successful they are. Uh, Melanie. Said her favorite quote is, we keep them laughing so they keep you living, which I think is my my current favorite. Yeah, that's definitely one that we could use. We keep them laughing yeah. so they keep you living. TOEFOP, Australia's mean, favorite medical we have podcast. A lot of, Asterix. We have a lot of doctors who listen to the show as evidenced by our correspondence. I mean, if we did a limited run of TOEFOP t-shirts, but you had to send us proof of your medical certification or... Not your medical certification. If you're a doctor of any kind, so a PhD, any kind of PhD. Oh, you're saying that we'll we, send you we a would send a T-shirt to doctors if you can prove that you are a doctor, yeah. just so that we will have doctors wearing our merchandise around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine like that. You've got like, or not just doctors, like medical professionals, mm. like nurses, orderlies. Wouldn't it be great to get a whole bunch of photos of them like at work and in, in hospitals and the ICU in an operating theatre? Imagine that, like a guy's performing, like saving someone's life and he just rips open his shirt and it says, they keep me laughing so I keep you living. Uh, That's what we should do. That's our new merch idea. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's an emergency. Like code red, code red, code red. Yeah. Put on TOEFOP. I've got to save this man's life. <laughs> uh, TOEFOP fact, cool things for cool people. Oh, cool things for um, cool people. Again, cool things for cool people is a good slogan that we could definitely use on merchandise. Yeah, uh, everyone relax. Uh, copyright TOEFOP. Um, Scott says, my favorite is when they talk about a money losing scheme. <laughs> like, that, like the fact that you kind of like, like the a fact quote. that you were going to send free t shirts to the doctors. 
like the one group of our audience who actually have a disposable income that they could actually spend on merchandise. Your plan was to identify that one group and send them free stuff. Yes. Well, not free stuff. They have to be Patreon subscribers. Oh. So they're paying us for it in a way. How about this? If you're a medical professional and you're above a $10 subscriber on Patreon, we send you a t-shirt and then you have to send us a photo back. I don't know. Does it? I feel like my economics are all out. I feel like you have a great gift of making things unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I need someone to teach me how to run a business. Yeah. If there's someone out there who knows how to run a business, tell us how to do it. Yeah. If there's someone out there who knows how to run a business, enter our $20 Patreon level. We'll send you a t-shirt. Then Charlie will give you a series of elaborate clues in which you can respond to one by one to give us some business advice. How about this? We keep you laughing so you keep us liquid. There you go. We just spin it a little bit to the business-minded listeners out there. We keep you laughing so you keep us liquid. Okay, so you're saying that we could specifically tailor that slogan to whatever profession the person had? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're the only two I can think of. What other professions would we could we do it? We keep you laughing. Um, uh, well, you know, can't think. I, don't, I don't know what a lathe is, but I know that it's a thing that people work on. We keep you laughing so you can keep lathing. <laughs> Or what what part is Mark Latham leader of now? Oh. We keep you laughing so you can keep Latham. <laughs> Let's not involve Mark Latham in our T-shirt business. Well, I don't want to scare you, but we need to take a break from the show to ah! talk about something oh, sorry. very, sorry. very you just, serious. You just really scared me. Sorry. I know you didn't want to, but you absolutely terrified me just then. Are you aware ah! that sorry, the holidays so are already today. here? I'm so sorry. Hang on. What's going on? The holidays. They're already here. They're behind you. They are. They're behind me. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm terrified about the fact that the holidays are here. They're behind you. They're in front of you. They're all around you. But guess what? There's a savior. You might say a dark knight. It's the hero that you deserve, not the one you're owed. Or what's that? How's that? Fr- I can never understand that phrase. How's it go? The hero the city needs, but not the one it deserves or something like that? Look, yes. It's the hero that a city needs, not the one. Isn't yeah. the one that it needs also the one that it deserves, though? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, let's just say in this case, you've got the hero you need and the one you deserve, because that is a movement watchers. All in, all in one. Both heroes that need and deserve in one. A two-for-one hero. They've got you covered this season. They've got hundreds of watches, Will. They've got blue light glasses. They've got sunnies. They've got jewelry. They've got styles that you can choose from up the wazoo. You can stuff your stockings. You can impress your family. You can wear your partners and treat yourself because we know you love dressing up. Oh, man. If there's one (laughs) thing that you know about me, it is that I love dressing up and that my wazoo needs to be filled up completely. (laughs) Well, the best thing about all this is that uh, movement make it really easy for you. If you're, a, if you're a lazy gift shopper, they've got beautiful curated gift boxes. They've got his and her gift guides, and it's free and quick shipping right to your door just in time for aforementioned holidays. Oh, okay. Do you mean uh, afore... Oh, no, aforementioned? Uh, pre- aforementioned? Aforementioned. 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 <laughs> a fermented holiday. <laughs> Uh, you can get anything you want from these guys that they have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I realized no, as I was saying that, that sentence, you can get I was really... Anything that you want from these guys, 
as long as it's something that they have. Like they won't actually yeah. go out and buy you gifts from other companies on your behalf. That is not the service they offer. You, they will only send you things that they already sell. What I should have like narrowed it down to in terms of uh, accessories, sunglasses and watches, if you like those particular things and movement is the company for you. I have a Black Rose watch, Will. It's my fancy watch. We've talked about this before. But when I want to dress up, because you know I love dressing up, I put on my Black Rose watch. In fact, this is uh, it's the awards season in Australia. There's a lot of things going on. I might put on my fancy three-piece suit and put on my Black Rose movement watch to complete the look. I mean, this is at least a little bit more accurate because you might actually do that. I was lying before when I said that I like dressing up. You know that the thing that I hate more than anything else in the world is dressing up. And even though it is award season in Australia, I believe, in fact, an awards either happened today or tomorrow or yesterday, depending on when we're recording this, that I was actually meant to be <laughs> at. But the reason I didn't go is I don't like dressing up. Well, I was meant to be in an awards show as well, but I couldn't go because I have a baby. A baby. So I've put my watch on and I'm sticking it in her face and I'm saying, look, just because you're not letting me go to an awards show doesn't stop me from wearing my movement watch, baby. Look at this. <laughs> the best thing about movement watches, Will, is they start at just $95. They've got clean design, minimal, and they're really quality products. And guess what? Movement has sold over 2 million watches in over 160 goddamn countries. Well, you know, some of those countries aren't goddamned. I imagine. There's probably some quite nice countries that they sell watches in. Like, I'm going to say... Well, I didn't mean literally, and God has damned the country. Oh. I was just being a, a, a... I was just a, using hyperbole to kind of... I reckon uh, God... I was using hyperbole. I'm, I'm comfortable to lock in the fact that God has damned at least 130 of those countries. But I reckon <laughs> there might be somewhere between 25 and 30 countries that are yet to be damned by God. Who hasn't been? Like, Scandinavian Scandinavia. countries, right? yeah. They're all... <laughs> the been, Scandinavian yeah. countries... <laughs> So be the big winner this holiday season with a gift from Movement. You get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash TOEFOP. That's movement.com slash TOEFOP. And that last part's pretty important because uh, if you want to support this show and you want to get a gift, this is the best way to do it. This is a two for one. You're going to help out your mates, your old pals, Will and Charlie. <laughs> and you're also going to get a gift for one of your loved ones. So two birds, one stone and all that. Type in movement.com slash TOEFOP and we'll join the movement. Um, why don't we get to some correspondence, okay. Will? Carpenters um, use a lathe. Great ideas. Do you think that we have... What? Carpenters apparently use a lathe. Would we have a lot of carpenters okay. who listen to this show, do you think? I don't know. I can't imagine listening to TOEFOP on a work site. Have you ever gone past a work site and heard them listen to two nerdy blokes on a podcast? I mean, I haven't, but people might listen to individual podcasts, like on their headphones or whatever, in carpentry maybe these days, or maybe that's an occupational health and safety risk. Maybe, but they do wear like earmuffs mm. to block the sound out. Yeah. You think you can't have other sounds in there. That's a good point. So, okay, well... If, if you're a tradie, yeah. if you work a trade, let us know. If you listen to TOEFOP at your trade... Have we kept you laughing so you can keep lathing? This is this is from Sirtags. Sirtags, as in C E R T A G S. Hi, my name is Dan, and I'm from Sirtags. We're an Australian manufacturer of heavy-duty tags and labels for applications in industrial environments. Okay. We wholesale custom products, and would like to send a sample pack out and information about our range for your consideration. 
We wholesale through a range of companies, including Bunnings, Rexel, Blackwoods, and print companies. We manufacture products like lifting, rigging, and height access tags and labels, mm-hmm. appliance test tags, barcodes and QR codes, waterproof labels, asset, asset ID barcodes, pipe markers, and more. Kind regards, Daniel. Now, is that just a group email that has gone out to everybody, or do you think they specifically want us to do a range of TOEFOP instructional tags for heavy-duty machinery? I think uh, the latter. Yeah, they want some TOEFOP barcodes and QR codes. Yeah, it'd be great if you went to read the instructions of your like, you know, crane in the warehouse you're working at and it was just a whole bunch of random quotes from TOEFOP. Everyone read facts. <laughs> we keep you laughing so you can keep lathing. <laughs> Fuck off, it's a free podcast. I need to know when... I- I need to know when this 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 uh, this cord was last inspected and certified. Yep. <laughs> oh well, this is a funny quote on it. <laughs> uh, this is from Nick. Hey Tofop. Hey Will and Charlie. Mm. Firstly, I love the pod. It's my all-time favourite potty. Keep up the great work. Secondly, I just wanted to echo what a few other letters have said recently about your bravery in talking about therapy and mental health. It's finally reached a point where I've put my hand up for help, and I think and I think you both talking about it was a motivating factor. Well, good stuff, Nick. I think that's great. You should all everyone should everyone if you need to should should do that. Yeah, and I don't anyway, and I don't think that it's you know brave. It should just be one of those things that we encourage people to do. Like if you you know if if you have some. Like if your knee hurts, you go to see a physiotherapist or something. You know, it's it's the same with yeah. your mental health. It's just something that everybody and needs to look a, after in some way. And here's the one thing I'd say about therapy too, because I have a lot of friends who see people, and when you start doing therapy, you can't stop talking about it. <laughs> like it tends to be one of those things where you start hitting upon these things. Where you're like, oh my god, I never thought of that before. And then the first thing you do is say to someone, oh, you know what I found about myself? Blah, 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 blah. So that's probably why we find it easy to talk about. And you'll find it easy to talk to. So you should definitely get some help. Um, he continues, have you, can I ask if you're both watching Succession? In brackets, say yes. Uh, yeah, we've talked about Succession. Have you made it anywhere through the second series? I yet? haven't yet. No, I'm uh, okay. I'm still stuck at, uh, at one season down at the moment. Okay, well, we'll wait till you till you get into it. Um, I feel like it's the gritty reboot of Richie Rich, and it's the best show on TV. I agree. I think it's awesome. Given you haven't proposed a gritty reboot in a while, what do you think could work? The Brady Bunch, Young Sheldon, Pack to the Rafters, keep up the great work. Gritty reboots? Anything come to mind? Is there one of your shows that you've appeared on on Australian television that would make a mm. good gritty reboot? So if you were going to kind of reimagine, so instead of it being sort of, uh, you know, say Blue Healers, for example, if it were, instead of it being sort of more your family drama, yeah, it became yeah. a bit of a... Well, they actually did, when I joined Blue Healers, it was mid-gritty reboot because they were shifting from being that kind of country practice, colloquial police, heartbeat style police show. And they went to an NYPD blue style where suddenly it was all like handheld camera work and moody lighting and the storylines got a lot darker i mean you know there was like serial killers and terrorist attacks and all this kind of shit happening in mount, in mount, thomas. mount thomas so blue healers <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you probably could reboot it we already talked in a previous episode about rebooting um mcleod's daughters uh doing kochak Ko- well, koshak doing a, a dark and gritty reboot of my character as an old man returning to to drover's run but yeah i reckon blue healers you probably could do something interesting with it. Like if you really sort of 
went into that darker territory. Like, you know, a lot of small towns are having problems with ice addiction and that kind of stuff. And you have a guy who, you know, like a young idealistic, uh, you know, constable who arrives at a country town to take up his post and then finds out there's corruption within the, this small town. Maybe the, the, uh, the, the, the chief, the chief inspector or something is corrupt. Uh, well, I read a great story the other day. Well, not a great story, but a story that would work perfectly for this because apparently the the Mexican cartels are now infiltrating the country areas of Australia. And yeah, you know, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And not only because of the drug trade and because Australians pay so much for drugs. So what's happened is a lot of these sort of Mexican cartel members are actually now in Australia and they are living in these country areas, running like these cartels out of country you know, areas in Australia, including members of El Chapo's cartel. And so no like so shit. literally you could. You could kind of do a breaking bad narcos meets blue yes. dealers thing set in a country town that is suddenly being taken over by the the Mexican cartels. That's great. And so you have this like, you know, iconic Australian brand, Blue Healers, but you have this kind yeah. of modern day twist that is actually based in complete reality. It's Sakaro, Sakaro in Mount Thomas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is like, and you do it as a mini series. You kind of do it as an an eight parter or whatever. And Oregon's great. Yeah, and you, yeah, and you, like it's about sort of like Mexican gangs moving into sort of regional country towns in Australia. And it, like it'd be funny. It'd be sort of edgy. It'd be yeah. that great sort of Australian humor that is that you know that animal um, uh, kingdom, animal kingdom sort of humor, which is that dark Australian sort of crime yeah. humor. But you know, because it's absurd, because the Auss- and the Aussie gangsters versus the Mexican gangsters, and just rural life, yeah. and how they would, how these country cops would deal with the fact that they're suddenly having to deal with Mexican cartels. That's great. Copyright Tofop. Yeah. <laughs> well, copyright Hal McElroy and Southern Star Pictures or whatever, whoever produced Blue Healers, but and Tofop. Yeah, we would definitely have to. Like, I mean, I guess we could probably make that without Blue Healers. In fact, this idea has yeah, nothing exactly. to do with Blue Healers. In fact, we've never linked this to Blue Healers in any way. It is a completely different uh, show that we're pitching you right now, which is a gritty sort of... Uh, that's actually, that is actually quite a good idea. For, for, for it's a, a really good idea. How about a country practice yeah. meets Mexican cartels? <laughs> that's so the wombat getting gunned down in the street by a Mexican cartel. Well, you could kind of do a modern day take on it where the local crime lord is a guy called Fatso. Yeah, that's right. And the cook is a pedophile or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Guy? Well, that, the, no, that's a, the plumber's that's, a... That's the yeah. old take, not the modern day take. <laughs> no, it wasn't Cookie, was it? It was it was Bob, was it? The other one. Yeah, the other one. Bob the Bob the Builder. We should not defame him. Allegedly, I don't know. Sid Halen, who <laughs> yeah, was cooking for the country practice. Uh, Fyodor writes to us, Hey, Tofop, I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in the USA. Heart of Amish country. I hate to burst your bubble, but I know plenty of Amish businessmen who use computers. Are they Amish or we Amish? We must have talked about Amish, sorry. I can't pronounce words today or ever. Uh, sorry, but there is no place to hide. I started listening to Tofop in order to learn something about Australia. Imagine my disappointment when you two taught me that middle-aged Australian men are obsessed with the same old movies and TV shows that I am. Well, you would have just liked that riff about Blue Healers in a country practice, though. <laughs> Imagine your disappointment in being the host of that of said show. <laughs> uh, Chad, please don't read my last name. Okay. Hey, Tofop. Here's a tantalizing baby-related Tofop tidbit. Okay. Firstly, congratulations, Charlie. 
I'm a pedi- I'm a pediatric doctor. Hey, yeah. welcome. Well, you keep welcome. laughing. Join so the you club. Keep them living. Not a Patreon member though, so we won't be sending you one of our limited edition T-shirts that don't exist at the moment. I'm a pediatric doctor, so most of the births I get uh, I get to have something go wrong one way or another. So it was great to hear everything went well with your little one. When babies are born premature, usually more than a month early, they often get admitted to the nursery where they get help with their breathing and feeding until they can manage on their own. This is where I occasionally work. One thing we sometimes do for the very little ones is have a recording of their parents' voices reading them stories. It sometimes helps to keep them calm and possibly helps their development later on. The jury's still out if this makes a difference. Anyway, one quiet night in the NICU, I get, I'm getting ready for procedure on a little lady who weighed about one kilo. As I was setting up, I started hearing voices. Not being one who usually has auditory hallucinations, I started searching for the source of the noise. As my ears adjusted, I started recognizing the distinctive sounds. Sure enough, inside this little lady's incubator, I heard Charlie and Will discussing Charlie's abnormally shaped ear canals. The next morning, it comes out that they were using Dad's old iPhone for a change and he didn't realize that when the 10-minute recording of Mum finished, it automatically reverted back to what Dad was playing last. Dad's first question was asking if this could make his daughter dumber. (laughs) I'm afraid I couldn't in good consciousness tell him that it wouldn't. But I did remind him of all the doctors that listened to the podcast. (laughs) Despite this, he seemed genuinely concerned and mum was not impressed in the slightest. (laughs) We follow these kids up for their first 18 months to assess their development. Depending on how she goes, she might be the first of many Tofop babies. Who knows? Maybe one day Tofop will take its rightful place in a published medical journal. Ah, oh, Will. Then we can end the show. That's, that's when the show will end. When we get published in a reputable peer-reviewed medical journal as Australia's number one medical podcast. Sorry. Number one podcast with medical professionals. <laughs> Then we can rest. We can. Fi- it will have all been worth it. I mean, I would love. Wouldn't it be amazing if just in eighteen months, when they do the the tests, it turns out this kid is some sort of genius. Yeah, like that. It's <laughs> like that listening to Tofop has sparked something in this baby's brain that has made it develop at some sort of abnormal rate, and we are responsible for the next evolution in humankind. It's like gamma rays. Yeah, gamma rays for an infant's brain. Well, that's what it feels like. You know, that, that it feels like this, the origin story of a superhero movie. There's been some sort of, you know, accident at birth. You know, the, the, <laughs> it was meant to be, and, and it's led to some sort of developmental superpower. Anyway, thanks for the many hours of entertainment last. It's always a pleasure to see a new episode pop up in my podcast feed. Good luck in your new role, Charlie. Chad. I love it. Chad was the one who specified, please don't use my last name, because Chad has a career. Chad has people who rely on him. Chad has a reputation to protect as a pediatric doctor. Also, Chad's name is Chad, which I imagine is an easily identifiable name as a pediatric doctor. Would you imagine? I can't make that work. Imagine? No, it doesn't work. The fact that you haven't been able to say normal words has really... I mean, I admire the fact that you thought that you could do a pun, a really difficult pun. You could pull that off. Imagine? No. No. Still can't do it. Mick, hey Tofop, 
I came across this the other day and figured it'd make great TOEFOP hypothetical. It would probably be worth a sticker sheet too, but considering I stole it, I didn't post it on Patreon. The question is, you are now Santa Claus. But 2019 and you need to be socially responsible. Instead of giving naughty kids coal in their stockings, what do you give them? Naughty kids. Something that's going to, like, you know, it's, it's 2019. We want to be progressive. We don't want to punish necessarily. We want to rehabilitate. So a naughty kid should get something that is going to teach them a good lesson. Weed. <laughs> we give them weed. Um, well, coal is the source of, like, it was the source of energy. What do we use for energy now? We just give them some wind in a jar. <laughs> Just he's a jar for We fart in a jar. We fart in a jar. We seal it. We put it in their stocking. <laughs> That'd be great. Cut to cut to Santa just filling up fart jars. It's like half his year. Like the elves are taking care of the toys, but Santa has to fill those fart jars by himself. Uh, Mick says, "I also had a crack at the Wiki Hyperlink game. This is my best effort. Mm. Chiropractic leads to Australia." Leads to television in Australia, leads to Eddie Maguire, leads to Will Anderson, leads to Tofop. Okay, not bad. I think you could have gone from Australian TV to Will Anderson. I you? mean, I'm disappointed that you couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, considering <laughs> you've been hosted working two consistently shows. in television for 20 years, but sure, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Wade says thanks. Hi, boys. I've only started listening. Sorry, that's, I don't know if you could hear that. A bus just low-geared it past my house. Hi, boys. I've only started listening to Tofop about six months ago after a mate introduced me to two guys one couple of year ago. The most accurate and informed AFL podcast going around. Thank you, sir. Started listening to Tofop from the newest episodes and worked backwards. As my mate suggested, if I started at one, I would not listen to episode two. <laughs> Smart Correct. mate. I yeah. agree. Um, that that anyway, should be one of our want... T-shirts like it's... Don't start with the early episodes. <laughs> start listening from about 30 onwards. Anyway, just wanted to thank you both for the hilarious rubbish you produce. It's reminiscent of most, it's remnant mostly of a 4 a.m. conversation between mates after several drinks minus the slurring, but I appreciate it. Well, that's basically also, when we came up with the idea of doing the podcast, so that, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Also, at your request, I went to your YouTube channel and threw up as many likes on videos as possible. As you mentioned, you need to get 4,000 a month to get ads. When I did this, it was sitting in the mid-50s. <laughs> so it's a little bleak, but fingers crossed. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you, Wade. And yes, let me encourage all of you to go to uh, Tofop TV on YouTube, where you can check out a bunch of filmed episodes that we've done. We've got heaps of clips there. We've got our uh, web series, Lessons for Life, which has just been accepted into the Asia Webfest Awards. We what are is the Asia Webfest so Awards? I, I was retweeting that, Ed, but I didn't have time to actually Google what it was. It's a white nationalist organization. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a big target market. I think we'll really get those likes up. Uh, no, it's a, it's, it's just a, it's a web, a web, a web, what do you call it? A web series festival. Okay. So, uh, I entered the, I entered Lessons for Life in a bunch of festivals and they are the first ones to have accepted us. So okay, it's great. a good one. It's a big one. There's been lots of good series have played there before. 
Um, so if you'd like to go to our YouTube channel, just check out all our videos. And yes, like Wade, throw up some likes. We're trying to get as much content up there as possible. And if there's some stuff that you want to see, if you want to see some, you know, this other content that maybe we're not putting up there, let us know. Let us know. We're trying to service you, the listener and the viewer. Uh, right. How much time have we got? You got time for a couple more? Yeah, let's uh, do a couple more and then uh, that's about all it. All right. Well, why don't we do, why don't we shift over to Patreon? Mm -hmm. See if we can give away a sticker pack. Okay. Man, we are so backlogged with Patreon questions. I feel bad. Okay. Let's so here's the thing. We have about nine sticker sheets left to give away, but we have 44 messages awaiting reading. So we can either say from this 44 messages, we'll award nine sticker sheets, mm -hmm. or we can order a whole new pack of sticker sheets, or we can come up with a completely new prize. What do you want to do? Uh, oh. <laughs> that is it's a hard one, that right? That is a hard question. Um, I think limited editions are always good for merchandise. So I say we have nine yeah. sticker packs left. These are the final nine sticker packs and we will award them either from these 44 uh, messages or if, you know, if, if there isn't nine sticker-worthy letters in these 44, they can carry over. But I'm going to imagine percentage-wise that there will be, we'll give away nine from these 44. Okay. And then we've got to think up a new prize to encourage people to keep sending us mail. Yeah. Well, didn't we just, did, have you listened to the first 20 minutes of this podcast? We literally. Yeah, but did we settle on anything? No, but with lots of ideas. We put them out to the listeners. In the time that we <laughs> okay. are giving away these nine sticker packs, we have oh. time for our listeners to then give us feedback on what we've talked about and what they would best prefer. How about this? How about we get JD involved? On the tea room, he can start a poll. So he can take our ideas and people can vote on what they would like as merch or a prize. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. I think that's a really good okay. idea. And it means we don't have to do any work. That's what I mean by that's a really good idea. <laughs> Jimmy writes in. There should be like Patreon. a couple of different polls. So the first poll has to be what okay. actual sort of merchandise you want, whether it's a T-shirt or a hat or a mug or a a sticker pack or a card or a um, industrial metal badge of some kind that you could put on your forklift. Um, uh, whatever the merchandise is, whatever merchandise you prefer from other podcasts and other things that you listen to. So we should have a list of those and then we do a poll and then we have to do then a list of the slogans and uh, different things that could go on it and do a poll of which are the most popular. God, this seems so complex. Well, no, it this is why you, you're normally like, I, I would give us proof that you're a doctor and then I'll get you to send a fax through <laughs> and we'll send you a t-shirt to your best friend and then you're going to have to answer three questions that your best friend sent us and then he'll release the t-shirt to you. Like, this is actually not that complicated. It was two things. What do you want and what do you want on it? That was literally what it was. And you're like, too hard. <laughs> and you don't even have to do it. I'm just saying this so that JD has the appropriate information. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> you must answer these riddles three <laughs> okay this is from uh, jimmy i really want to say his last name because it's so funny all right i'm going to say it to you just so you laugh okay. and then mike i'll bleep this out jimmy <laughs> okay you're right it was worth it 
Hey, I'm a long-time listener, but a recent Patreon subscriber. Oh, and by the way, if you want to subscribe to Patreon, you just go to patreon.com slash TOEFOP. Patreon is like a crowdfunding site. It's actually our primary source of income. Um, We have people we have to pay to keep the uh, podcast going. It also allows us to do things like uh, hire equipment to film episodes. And, you know, we're planning to do a tour later next year. And so all this kind of stuff, you support the show. It, It really helps. So Patreon is the number one way you can support the show, even if it's just a dollar a month, which is totally fine. You can sign up for a dollar a month. You can sign up for 20 bucks a month. And, and if you do sign up for 20 bucks a month. so many good rewards. And like the, the most recent episode that you might have heard, the Avengers episode, that went up a couple of weeks beforehand on our Patreon page. But you can pretty much access yep. everything that goes up on Patreon, even at that $1 level. So literally join up for as little as that. And if you can afford to give more, give some more. That'd be great. It is even when we do occasionally have an ad and those sort of things, the main thing that makes sure that everyone helps us put on this podcast gets paid is uh, your contributions to our Patreon. Well said. I'm a long-time listener, but a recent Patreon subscriber, but I feel your podcasts are priceless. I want to get your guys' thoughts on conspiracy theories. Do you have any favorites? Believe in some? If you had the power to make a conspiracy theory real, which one would it be? I've pasted a link below on the top. Um, so top 10 conspiracy theory. thank you for the countless hours of entertainment nonsense I've just found out I have the smallest hands in my friendship group how do I deal with this Charlie um, own it start a podcast make it a, a, a trope of your podcast that's how I uh, that's how I approached it mm. yeah again not great advice to give to somebody to take our thing tiny hands is our thing mate <laughs> keep your tiny hands off our and- intellectual property that's what I would say um, run me through the list. Um, of, all right, but let's let's go all Joe Rogan. Well, before we get into the list, yep. do you do you have any favourites? My favourite one we've talked about in the show before is the idea that Paul McCartney uh, died and was replaced by a lookalike who then grew drunk with power and refused to leave the band and went on to have a solo career and is the Paul McCartney we know now. Uh, run me through the top ones and I'll tell you if there's any okay. I respond to. Number one, the Bisley boy. Princess Elizabeth died of the plague in an overcourt house in Bisley when they... Oh, he gives a shit. That's boring. No, boring. Don't uh, William Shakespeare didn't write his plays. Uh, don't like that one, actually. No, no, I like the idea that Shakespeare would have written his own plays. So, no. Um, the Pope killed Abraham Lincoln. Uh, no, don't like it. Never, never heard that one. Harold Holt did not drown. Uh, you know what? Harold Holt taken by the... China, was it the Chinese in the submarine or the Russians in the submarine? Is that the Harold Holt one? Yeah. Chinese submarine in 1967. Yeah. So Harold Holt, the Prime Minister of Australia, who went for a swim at the beach. And uh, um, hilariously, of course, as observed by every visiting comedian to Australia, we do have a swimming pool named after Harold Holt in Australia, our Prime Minister who drowned. Uh, went for a swim. Uh, conspiracy theory is that he was picked up by a Russian submarine. This story actually... Chinese. Sorry, uh, Chinese submarine. This reference actually came out on the, the Weekly Planet. This week they talked about Harold Holt and the uh, the Chinese submarine. Well, actually, maybe it, it says... They say he was a Chinese spy and picked up by a submarine. So maybe it was a Russian sub. Well, it was probably... A, if he was a Chinese spy, it was probably a Chinese submarine. But their, what their argument was, how does... How do you go underwater and then get picked up by a submarine? Like the submarine can't open its door while underwater, can it? I don't know. I've never no, been but it in would a have risen. It would have risen. It would have risen up underneath him. But they would have seen. They, would have, the they would have seen the. But surely you are airlocks. Okay. Okay. There is an explanation. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Turns out you could totally do that. All right, yeah, that one. Uh, that one I'm into. Um, um, this one you won't like. Barack, o- Barack Obama was not born in America. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, a militant atheist using chemtrails to poison angels in heaven. Haven't heard that one, but I like it. <laughs> militant atheist using chemtrails <laughs> yeah. to poison angels in heaven. That's that's that sounds like an Andrew Ridgely song. <laughs> MI5 agents were rude to J.K. Rowling on Twitter to discredit the cause of Scottish independence. Oh, okay. She was abused online for supporting a no vote in the 2014 referendum. Mm. Some nationalists said Secret Service plants could be responsible. Mm. Uh, we are ruled by lizard people from uh, lower levels of the fourth dimension, no. according to David Ick. Nicola Sturgeon posed with a copy of the dandy. I don't know what that means. The EU referendum was illegal because the Tories stole the election. Mm. No. Uh, Harold Holt. No. Harold Holt's the only one in, in there that I... That, that would be... An interest. I'm sure somebody's done that story as well, but like a sort of, you know, an, an Elseworlds or a, you know, kind of um, a, a different spin on a future where Harold Holt was, you know, a, a Chinese spy and taken by the Chinese. Like that would be an interesting story to then follow. What's the rest of Harold Holt's life, you know, post being picked up by the Chinese submarine? I follow a website uh, uh, on Twitter, a, a site called Australian Kitsch. And they posted a photo yesterday of a reenactment of Harold Holt. It was Normie Rowe as Harold Holt in a 2008 documentary, The Prime Minister is Missing. And I wasn't sure if it was a joke or not. Like, I'll just hold this up to the camera so you can see. That's Normie Rowe. Can you see that? Yeah. Normie Rowe is a Harold Holt. Isn't that the most bizarre thing I've ever seen? It looks more like Bob Hawke. It's bizarre. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if that was a real thing. It looks like a like a fast forward sketch. <laughs> All right, last one is from Coley, Abel and Charlie. I've been debating sending the message because I don't really have anything worthy to say. I do have a little anecdote about sort of meeting Will once. Sorry, Charlie. Will was a guest of the Dollop in Portland, and he was getting a pre-show drink at the bar next to the Aladdin Theatre. My group noticed him, and I tweeted at Will that he had a fan base in the bar behind him, right as another group next to us decided to buy him a drink. Will turned around to say thanks, and I excitedly thought he saw my tweet, so I waved with much enthusiasm. I quickly figured out he just meant to thank whoever bought him the drink, and I didn't want to take credit for that. I pointed to the group who bought it, only to hear one of them exclaim, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't want him to know it was from me. <laughs> it's a lame story. But it's all I've got, and I'd love a sticker sheet, and I'll pay for the postage since I'm in the US. Cheers, guys. Um, well, I feel like Coley deserves a sticker sheet. I mean, even though it's probably going to cost us more money to send it to her <laughs> than it did to make the bloody thing, I feel bad for her. Well, she wanted to meet you. She was too shy. Also, I, you know, look, I mean, I, I like the idea that, you know, there's, you know, people in Portland you know, listening to this podcast, you know, they've got a sticker sheet and it feels very on brand for Portland. You know what I mean? Like the idea of having some sort yeah. of sticker sheet that you could, you know, use in some sort of hand arts and crafts sort of collage or, you know, sort of public art, you know, installment. So if we did release the stencil, 
We wouldn't send it with a tin of paint, would we? Like a spray can. That's just going to be. That's not. That's not. No. That's again. Not, uh, this is you overcomplicating what should be a simple idea, which is the idea that we just come up with a stencil and then people could like yeah. literally print it off at their own size in their own computer, and you just cut out the bits that you know that you don't oh, that need for works? the stencil, and then you just spray. Yeah. Over the top of the sheet, and what's left is no, no, the I'm, stencil. I'm thinking we want a stencil that we want to like a, a nice stencil, like a plastic stencil that we could send to people. Like we print off a bunch. Yeah, of, like, again, you're making this that, really expensive what? and complicated, <laughs> as opposed to my idea, which is we just get James to design it. People can like literally just print it off themselves, cut around it, and then use it in any situation at whatever size they want to to stencil our little thing. So you could do it with a text. I understand for that. example. I'm, but I'm in, I'm trying to incentivize people to kind of sign up to Patreon, you know, and 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 give them prizes mm. and that kind of stuff. Like it's got to be if we just make it something they can print off themselves and it's not special. Well, here's what I'm saying. I think the the, the great thing is more that okay, all right, let's compromise. We can have just the regular stencil that people can use. I was thinking more as a viral publicity for the podcast and getting the, you know, the word of the podcast out there. You know, you're in some sort of Portland public toilet and on the back of, you know, all the excellent graffiti there, somebody stenciled the everyone relax or, you know, the number one medical podcast is. asterisk. And you're like, hang on, I'm a... I'm a medical professional. Maybe I should be listening to this podcast <laughs> because of this viral piece of graffito. Um, but maybe... <laughs> people join people join up at the 20 like you said the 20 dollar level or whatever we have a plastic you know or whatever stencil that we can actually send out yeah. to them if they don't want to do the sort of you know print off home the version. paper yeah. print off yeah 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 okay cool all right i'm down with that if you want to support the show you can go to patreon.com you can uh buy something from one of our sponsors and use the tofop code uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. You can watch our videos, get the views up, help us monetize. Always you can support us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Will, you have some shows coming up next I actually year. do, yeah. So I've got some shows I can plug. My completely improvised stand-up shows. Uh, what are you talking about, Will? Uh, I'm doing Sydney and Melbourne with those shows. Ten shows only in each place. Uh, the Sydney Comedy Store selling, a, a, well, it's a smaller venue, um, but it's about third sold out when we're recording this. So if you want to come and see those shows, they only went on sale a couple of days ago and they are selling very quickly, getting quick for the Sydney Comedy Store. And then I'm doing 10 shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Comedy Theatre, which is a much bigger venue. So tickets, tickets still available for that one, but you know. <laughs> Buy some so that I feel good about the fact that I'm doing these improvised shows. I'm also doing my Will Eagle show about being arrested at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and a bunch of other shows around the country. All of that's going to be announced on Friday. I'm going to do the big tour announcement of everything on Friday. So you'll be able to find all the details at uh, comedy.com.au. Just go to the link under my name and you'll be able to find if I'm coming to your city. And don't forget to check out James's Redbubble page for all your Tofop merch. We're going to get better at plugging that because we do want to get into this merch bandwagon. And the Christian the Bale on Good Facebook. For You one is absolutely just is great. Is brilliant. So that alone yeah. is worth you going to the Redbubble. I'm just scared that if we wear one of those T-shirts, Christian Bale will find out about it and he'll come yell at us. Yeah. Well, I would like a little good for you from Christian Bale. <laughs> Maybe we become friends with Christian Bale. Maybe Christian Bale becomes a supporter of the podcast. Maybe Russell Crowe and Christian Bale end up playing us in the movie of this podcast. Yeah, we three tend to humour it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.